Hey, everybody. Welcome back to uh, Bash You Live here on a wonderful Tuesday. Hope you're having a great day. Uh, we just had uh, our very own Dean P. Glusick on. Oh, it was yeah. nice to get a little update on what's going on, on uh, down on Bugs Island on Kerr Reservoir. Uh, got some great info, too, I think, on, you know, rising water, mm -hmm. uh, you know, what to do, and then deciphering what kind of stuff they're on when that water's flooded. So, that's good information. Uh, and the great thing, if you're not a subscriber to Bash You and you're watching this, we have lots and lots and lots, thousands of tidbits of information like that on on our site. Uh, oh, yeah. Releasing three new videos a week. Guys. Dude, that's we're, incredible. We're three? Three new videos a week. We're constantly keeping the information flowing. Um, and we got some awesome ones actually coming out yeah. here soon. We This week, uh, we have Greg Hackney, Shallow Water Big Three. Ooh. We filmed that in Louisiana with Greg, Mike. So he's, that was a that was a strong Ooh. seminar. Ooh. Um, if you if you're not signed up, that's one just to sign up for in and of itself. Uh, we got Andy Montgomery coming up soon on Buzz Baits. Um, we have uh, Bryant Smith, Elite Series rookie, how to power fish in the grass. So we got a lot of good stuff. He just had a good guys. tournament too. Bryant Smith, yes, he yeah, did. he's having a, he's having a decent decent start to the year. Heck yeah, you know, California guy he seems yeah. like he's comfortable uh comfortable in the spotlight so that's awesome that's awesome and if people are watching listening they don't know how to sign up how do they do it go to bashu.tv and you can sign up today and don't forget when you do sign up you do get our member benefits yeah. we have great 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 member benefits but through missile baits 30 percent off your first purchase 25 percent off cash in rods um we have rapple vip program Aquaview, 30% off. Hobie Eyewear, 25% off. You saw those those sunglasses Pete were, was wearing today. They're Hobie Eyewear, and he yep. loves them. Nickel Lures. We also have a new sponsor, uh, Cortland Line, and they're giving you 25% off their Master Braid and awesome Silent Flip. Awesome wow. So Epoch Batteries, 10%. There's way more. So head over to BashU.TV and sign up today. It's great. It like pays for itself, it really man. Does. It pays for itself. And if you're really if you're does. watching and you pay like $25, $30 for one of those Japanese lures, dude, stop doing that and subscribe mm -hmm. to BU because it's a better deal. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. There's fuzzy dice. You don't need them. You don't need the fuzzy dice. Yeah. What's up with that thing? The cube with the... Dude, I, I get it's it. It's called because, like the candy or yeah, something. Yeah. Well, see, I get the living... Like rubber or silicone is a great material. And it's, you know, why has a skirted jig, a chatterbait been so... Spinnerbait been so good? Because it, I love the... You know, it flows. It Undulates. becomes alive, right? Yeah. But why a, why a square? Why a cube? Like, <laughs> I mean... Like, I can think of a million other shapes... You, outside of Q, you know, unless what, it's how it falls. I've never seen it fall in the world. kind of like pops into my head is George Cochran said that the biggest factor in tournament bass fishing is pressure. Right. And I wonder if it's just like, it's so off the wall and bizarre so that fish have never seen it before. Yeah. Could be. That's like the only thing that, that really makes it that good. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I can't, I can't wrap my head. I saw that on the Bass Blaster and I, yeah. I think his name was like Kyoya or something. Height. Yes. <laughs> hey. Hey. He uses it and he he swears by yeah. it. He calls it the candy. It's crazy. Well, maybe one day we'll have a seminar on the fuzzy dice here For on sure. Bash Shoot. <laughs> For sure. Mike, you're off to a heck of a start this year. And we haven't it's had crazy. a chance to talk to you in yeah. quite a while. And a lot of stuff's happened since the last time you were on the show. Yeah. The first one is you're in the Hall of Fame, dude. Hey! Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, I almost fell out of my chair. <laughs> Elizabeth. Right. Elizabeth, I'm coming. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations, Huge honor. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's uh you know, it's I you have different feelings about it. You know, the part of me is just like shocked. 
uh, I would say is the best word still, right. you know, when you say it, it's like shocking because I don't feel like I am on the caliber of guys that are in that. Oh, stop group. it. You uh, seriously. are 100% deserve yeah, but that I, everything you do for the sport. Yeah, but I'm just dirty jersey and, you know, <laughs> I, I just like the fish. But so part of me is uh, still, I don't believe it. But the other part of me, man, very humble, very humble right. to know that, you know, it's a good feeling to know that people appreciate what you're doing. And, uh, sure. and I'm very proud of that. So, and that's a great group, man. I look at, I look at the names on that thing and it's just an incredible, uh, list of anglers there and, and industry people. So what went through your mind when, when Bill Dance told you? When Bill Dance told me, honestly, you know, like, cause uh, Steve Bowman was there and I've known Bowman for 30 years. And, uh, you know, so your hero's telling you something that sounds so strange and bizarre and off the wall that my first thought was like, are they playing a joke on me? Like, I, I, <laughs> honestly, think I, I honestly think I even said that. Like I didn't, and I didn't mean it to be like, I hope I didn't offend those guys, but I was like, I'm like looking around like, are you kidding? Like, no, like, uh, are you joking me? Uh, but it was amazing. Like uh, when, when Bill was telling me that, you know, I'm like looking at him and he, I, I like get, I get the sense now that he's serious and there's Clun is right in front of the table <laughs> that I was at. And to my left is Larry Nixon. Dude, it all just I like was hit with these emotions that, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm not a, I, I'm not a guy that shows my emotions a lot. But it was it was an emotional moment for me. Oh, really? I'm you don't show your emotions? I don't, well, <laughs> I, I mean, I, not the not the uh, tearing up yeah, and okay, feeling gotcha, uh, gotcha. sentimental like that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it, it was a it was an unbelievable moment yeah. experience. I'm so glad it happened like that. Yeah. You know, not you know, through an announcement or through an envelope or something like right. what a cool way yeah. to, to be put that into that really group. Cool. I mean, it's so. a, it's a lifetime of work. It's a body of work and it's, you know, it's just another accomplishment because of the, you know, the strategies and the approaches that you've taken to not only fishing, you've taken it to your business, you've taken it to your life in general. Yeah. And you're doing that again this year. Yeah. You know, you're off to one heck of a start yeah. and, you teased it a little bit at the beginning of the show. And yeah. You told us a little bit about it at the classic and like you, you're kind of taking a different approach to your, your practices and your yeah. pre-practices. Yes. And I, I can't wait to hear yeah. about it. So yeah, let's, <laughs> yeah. So, well, let's get into it. And I, I want to start by saying, I think there's like, uh, you, you know, when I look at what happened last year and coming off literally probably this, the worst or second worst season of my entire career. So in, in you know, 29 years of doing it full time uh last year was a disaster so you know coming off of that and coming to a year where things are clicking you know like there's two things that really stand out um you know and the one is a mindset and i want to want to make sure I, I touch on that real quick and then the second one is this thing that we're going to talk about which i'm super excited to share with, with people uh but the first one's the mindset and you know when 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 something's gone on, when you're engaged in something, it's happening. A lot of times you can't really understand how your mind and subconscious is working, right? It takes like time to look back on it. So when I look back on last year, you know, it was my return to the elites. It was my return to bass fishing. I'd taken a two-year break from competing at all, right? And I wanted to come back to bass last year and. and and win. I wanted to come back and win a tournament. I wanted to have this, you know, just wanted to come back to something I loved and win right. like right away. And subconsciously it was such a bad mindset for me because I was like overachieving. I was swinging nonstop. I was looking for, 
you know, just big ones, or I was just fishing the way that I don't fish, you know, right. and I've right. never fished well like that. And I was doing it subconsciously. So, so that was a really bad thing. And I think the, the adjustment there that I made this year was getting back to a mindset of go into a tournament and, and fish to be, um, consistent fish to be competitive fish mm -hmm. for top fifties, you know, don't try to win, you know, don't, of course, every tournament you want to win, mm -hmm. right. but I'm going in these events thinking about finding groups of fish, right. finding fish to get me to fish to Saturday. Dude, Riz, Jocelyn, huge change of mindset for me. And that was a giant, giant step. Um, you know, and again, when it's happening subconsciously, I, it was, it was so deep down and like, I didn't think I was doing anything different last year. It right. took a whole year for me to step back and look at what I did and say, you know, I was, this is what I was doing wrong. So you should be analytical in your fishing. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's important if you're watching, listening to this right now, I don't care if you fun fish or club fish or tournament fish or want to be a pro or whatever, be analytical on your fishing, just like other athletes and other sports. I you got to look back at what you're, what you've done wrong and be critical of yourself. If you can't do that, you're not going to improve, you know? I've been trying to get into learning about fishing and learning from Bash University. And one of the seminars I, I started with, Pete tasked me with learning was you fish the moment. Fish and, the moment, yeah. And that, yeah. that I think you're starting to do again. And starting to I've do again. It. Yeah, trusting your voices, trusting your instinct. And, you know, all, all that I think last year was not, I, I wasn't in the right mindset. Now, the second part, and this is the part where this is really going to get into what we're talking about today, uh, is, is I got complacent and, and, you know, I just straight up tell you, you know, like I think when you get older, maybe it's something that just happens on its own, you know, but I was getting complacent in the way I fished. I wasn't putting in the work, right. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't pre-practicing. I wasn't researching like I used to research. I wasn't doing map study. I wasn't doing internet research. I wasn't looking at Google earth. Like right. I would kind of just show up at these events and say, well, I've fished here, you know, 15 years ago. I'm good. I'll just, I'll go out and just, I'll have three days, you know? And I think for, for me, you know, the, the old way I used to do it was working hard yep. in, in all those things, tackle preparation, you know, organization, like, and I got back to that worth work ethic. So being complacent was bad for me. Um, but part of this work ethic is this, practice routine that I developed this pre-practice routine that and I it's developed something a little new, right? It's something that's that I've done, but I've modernized it. So it's old okay. and new and what it's done. And this is the great thing. If you're watching, listening, I want to make sure you understand that what I'm going to talk about, you can use in whatever way you want, right? You can use for tournaments. You can use for fun fishing. If you don't have the time to go scout a place 30 days before or a week before whatever you can still use this system as the tournament's happening. So it's just a great, great system. But Riz, I've come up with this system now that's working for me where in two or three days using this system, I'm learning areas of a lake and I'm learning everything in that area almost to the point at when, so when I get back, I'm fishing the moment, letting the fish tell me what they're doing and right. what they're on. Right. And then I'm able to look at this map and say, 
oh yeah, there's five more over here and there's this over there. And it, it's allowing me to fish a fishery with the utmost confidence without ever making a cast. Right. And that's what's key to the system. So I, I want to talk about that. I yeah. want to break it down. And a, a big thing is, big thing in the system is we all get into this sport because we love to fish. We love the art of casting. You know, it's it's opening the bale and, you know, flipping and, and that that unknown. That's why I do it. But the amount that I can learn by studying my graphs and mapping and all that and idling in a 12-hour day without fishing is incredible. It's incredible, right? So it's wild to hear you dude, saying that. So here's the system. I know Here, how much you like to fish. Oh yeah, you know? I love to fish, but I'm forcing myself not to fish. So here's the system. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to break down and make it as simple as possible, and then I would love if you have questions or comments. If you're listening, please send them in. So here's the system in a whole. So when I going to a place, you know, the first thing I do is I'm now I'm getting back to this research mode that I'm in. So. Right. Uh, Lake Murray, uh, a great example, Lake Murray. Uh, so I knew I was going to go to Lake Murray. I knew it was going to be uh, mid to late April. So before I ever even went for my pre-practice to Lake Murray, I'm already thinking about what are the seasonal patterns going to be, right? Mm-hmm. So it's really then eliminating a lot of stuff that I don't have to look at, right? Mm-hmm. It's not a summer pattern. It's not a winter pattern. We're going to be there in mid to late April. It's going to be either a spawning, you know, some phase of the spawn mm-hmm. or a blueback herring spawn, which happens late April, early May. So, you know, researching to to uh, put my mind in the right place when I get there and start idling around. Right. So I'm doing a lot of that. But then once I get there, I'm not getting overwhelmed by the fishery. This is a big one. And, and I, I really want to put a highlight on this. We just talked to Pete, 38,000 acres, Kerr Reservoir with two, three to practice days. Dude, that's, that's ridiculous. That's a, that's a, a, you cannot fish 38,000 acres of water. You can't, you can't. So what I'm doing is with a three day practice period, I'm literally picking three areas of the lake. I'm not trying to fish the whole area of the lake. I'm picking two or three areas of the lake and I'm concentrating on those areas. So I'm eliminating water right off the giddy, right? Right off the giddy. So, so important. I'm not trying to fish the whole entire fishery. So, um, you know, I'm big on, um, uh, I love mid-lake. And I I say that a lot. Uh, I like mid-lake. Mid-lake is almost always one of the areas I will fish because mid-lake to me has the most versatility of, of any part of the lake you know you have upriver, you have the dam you have way back in the but mid lake has elements of everything so i love mid lake so mid lake's almost always one of the two or three areas i'm picking but once i pick that area this is so so important to what i'm doing i'm getting in that area i'm not fishing i'm forcing myself to not fish and a lot of times that means for me i'm locking my lock my rod lockers i'm leaving the locker bar on <laughs> on my boat to Throw force myself throwing the key away <laughs> but i'm not fishing and when i get into this area that i've selected let's yeah. call it mid lake mm-hmm. i'm launching that boat and i am fishing everything from the bank out to the depth that i think that pattern will ob- uh, obtain right so mm-hmm. you know like i'm not fishing zero to 50 foot 
because that 30, 40, 50, that's summertime pattern, right? So that got ruled out. But I'm idling and looking at everything that's zero to 20 foot. And I'm not ruling anything out. And so here, because you're not fishing, because I'm not fishing, right? I've got a 10 to 12 hour day. I'm not making a cast. I'm spending the entire day staring at my graphs. Okay. So I've got two, I've got my two units. I don't care what your hummingbird, Lawrence, with Garmin, whatever you're running, I've got my two units. And again, you can modify this system to whatever you got a kayak, you can modify the mm-hmm. system, right? I'm looking at these graphs. And I've got, um, I've got on my right graph, I've got mapping and 2D sonar. Mm-hmm. On my left graph, I have uh, side imaging and down imaging split. I split screen it uh, not left to right, but up top and down on top of each other. And on those two screens, I'm learning everything there is to learn about that area, about that particular area of, of that section of the lake. And, so and like everything gets a dot. Like if you see. Everything gets a dot, right? So, I mean, I'm literally launching. If that launch is in that midsection of the lake, I'm launching and I just begin to idle. And I just idle, idle, idle. And I'm as I'm looking, I'm just sort of going from the bank out. I'm zigzagging. I'm, you know, looking at topograph key topographical pieces you know i can see little points that stick out i can see a flat i idle the flats i idle and i'm marking everything that i see from visual with my eyes you know look at all the man this bank grass here has got two foot of water on it and everything that i mark gets a unique icon gets an icon that is a unique symbol that I can identify, right? And I, I do it by remembering it, but you could write it down or you could develop this system however you want to do it. But give me an example. So if I see bank grass that I like, it'll get a green money symbol. You know, I go to my Lawrence, I got a green money symbol, boom, I hit my green money symbol. So now all the nice bank grass that I see that has a nice deep edge, I'll put a green money symbol on. As I'm idling around some of these points or off the bank a little, if I find a brush pile, a sunken brush pile or sunken log off the bank, it'll get a red X. If I'm idling, idling a little further, I'm on a main lake point. Now I'm out in 15, 12, 12, 15 foot of water and I see rocks. It gets a yellow yield symbol, right? Mm-hmm. J- just, you know, right. I'm idling, I'm idling. I find a dock that is has eight feet of water on it and brush underneath of it. Mm-hmm. And it's got rod holders. It's got a light on it. Yeah, that's a good dock. It gets an exit symbol. It gets a stop sign. It gets what, you know. And so at the end of the day, I've been averaging, just to give you an idea. So I'm putting long days in. I'm putting 10 to 12 hour days in. Um, I'm averaging about five to 600 waypoints a day. Okay. And I'm not afraid. So it's it's saved on the unit. Uh, It's saved on the unit until I leave that place. And then I put it onto chips. Okay. I, I do it just like if you were if you were doing uh if you were like a, a producer or an editor or a filmmaker, right? I save it on multiple chips. I like back it up to back right. it up, you know. Right. So I'm I'm taking care Shout of all this work. Back up yeah. <laughs> but I'm saving five to six hundred waypoints a day, and I'm not afraid to lay waypoints down. So meaning like right. when I see a cluster of rocks, you know, on my side imaging or down imaging, literally I'm touching each rock with my finger. And when you touch that rock with your finger, it 
puts the cursor exactly where that rock is. And I put a yellow yield. I see another rock a foot away, two feet away from it. I put another yellow. yellow yield. So I'm literally, dude, I've got the rocks marked where the rock exists right. to the spot. If there's 30 rocks there, I've marked 15 of them. Like literally, I've marked the 15 highest rocks in that area. Not afraid to lay the waypoint. So after three days, I've, I've had 15 to 2,000 waypoints on my unit, all color co co coded, color coordinated. And dude, this system's allowing me to then, uh, this is all now, this, this is again, where I want to stress that you can just utilize this however you're using it. The way that Bass rules are set up, I'm utilizing it. I'm trying to get two to three days at each location that I go to before it cuts off, which is 30 days before. Right. But remember, you're not fishing. So prevalent pattern, who cares? Right. I'm not getting confused. Right. I'm focusing on what's on the bottom, focusing on contour changes, right. focusing on cover, focusing on structure, yeah. focusing on things that are different. And then when I get back for the tournament, there's two things going on. The one is my level of confidence now, because I don't have this dread feeling of, well, I wonder what's over there. I, I wonder, I wonder what's, no, I freaking know what's there. Right. And I know, I, I don't want to say, I don't, I, and I hate, I don't, I would be careful the way I say this. I don't want to sound, people will find a way to tear this up anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, I know that area of the lake as good as a guy that's lived there for 10 years in a day. And that right. day that I spent that area of the lake, I know it as good as the guy that's lived there 10 years. Right. Because of the technology. It's not me. It's this technology sure. and the way that I'm utilizing it, sure. right? Yeah. So then when I get back, then this is where the, what Jocelyn said is really kicking in. I'm allowing myself to fish the moment. Right. And I'm not ruling nothing out. Let the fish talk. I'm letting the fish talk. And then, and then you Dude, know. my mindset, that first cast of the first morning of the practice, I'm fishing everything in sight. From an inch of water on the bank out to 20 foot. And I'm just cycling through which of these things right. they're on. And then when that fish gives me a clue, right, then you I can it. run with it. Yep. Or I can develop that pattern and then find a secondary pattern. Right. By looking at these icons, yep. dude. It's it's, it's, like, it's like you're getting so much power in the information that you're gathering. Yes. But the fact that you're leaving unknown is allowing you to fish free and fish the moment. Because when you're at pre-practice, you're not allowing yourself to fish. You're not allowing yourself to get going down a road of preconceived notions when you come back. Right. All you have in your head is information. Right. You know these areas, what they have to offer, the different types of habitat, and you haven't started to formulate an idea of yep. what's happening so that when you get back there, bing, yeah. the light bulb goes off. Yeah. And it's unbelievable. And and I want to I want to stress again that, that, you know, like I'm really concentrating and paying attention to things that are different. Right. And, and, that, and that's, I, I really want you, you guys watching right now to, to think about that when you're looking at your graphs is change, man. Yep. Lake What's Seminole the best idle speed for you. The best idle speed is, um, is, is, uh, I would call it, a uh, you know, I'm not idling dead slow, right? but I'm not idling to where I'm throwing off a massive wake because right. your, your units, your sonar and your down imaging and side imaging perform best at slower speeds. Right. So I would call it like a fast idle. So I'm not on right. pad right. and I'm not creeping. Right. I would call it a fast idle right. is, is my optimal, uh, optimal speed. But, but I'm idling. I'm looking for change. Give you an example of that. It's Lake Seminole. 
the area that I ended up finding where I did so well the first and second day, I never fished there. But in pre-practice, I found uh, uh, basically it was a ditch that ran next to the bank in this one section of the lake. And I was able to sort of know where this ditch ran. And this ditch ran out and it touched this little point and then it shot out into the lake. Just marked it. And that's the area that I fished in the tournament and did so well. Dude, every awesome. single this is this is just proof of the system. Every single tournament I fished this year, all four elite events, the areas that I fished, I found in pre-practice and never caught a fish there. I found these areas without ever making a cast. Right. And it's such a it's such a strong, strong system, man. I I, I I can't tell you. Um now, does this system uh, work with if you've been to a lake so many times, do you try different places or do you still focus on those three spots? Yeah, so this system's worked every single one of these lakes that we've been to this year. I've been to before, mm -hmm. but I'm I'm starting over again. Gotcha. Um, right. I'm not, I'm not bringing back any of my waypoints. I'm literally starting over and fishing fresh. And some of these, you know, like, like a, a brush pile or a sunken log or weeds – you know, some things can move. Some things will stay. You know, a rock pile is not going anywhere. Right. But a brush pile can move. Can a brush around. pile that you had 10 years ago might not be there. Grass surely moves around, right? So, you know, uh, finding that key stuff has been been really important. But, right. but having an understanding of how to use it, you know, like that's a big picture too, right? Right. Like I'm taking that information and then I'm using it to my advantage when I get, when I get to a fishery, you know. Nick, awesome. Nick Mayberry. That was, that was a whole, however long that was, the whole thing was pff, blow your head. <laughs> like that was like, <laughs> this might've been. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an incredible, <laughs> it's an incredible system. And, and, you know, again, like I, I, I'm not trying to advocate that everyone takes three days off of work right. to go pre-practice <laughs> for a tournament or whatever. Right. Like this is my job. I am freaking balls to the wall right now. Like I want, AOY this year and I've wanted that before I ever made a cast this year and I'm working for it so but but you can utilize a system to to fit your style to right. fit what you're doing right yeah we got a question Joss Nick Mayberry wants to know yo Nick I still want to know how Ike doesn't throw a line out are there any tips <laughs> on how not to fish that Don't time it rocks. seems impossible to do it's super super impossible it's so impossible uh, uh you know, I, I don't know. I, I think the thing that I just am really so focused in pre-practice on, you know, learning what's down there. And honestly, like I turn my, this is going to sound ridiculous because you, you know, you're idling around for 12 hours. Like, oh yeah, take some calls, make some social posts. Dude, I turn my phone off. I, I, I don't like, Lock I am in. so focused on watching those two graphs. Like my biggest problem after the third day is my neck hurts. From just, you know, you're, you know, you get like a Tommy Biffle neck, you know, from watching those graphs, <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's information, man. It's information and it's trying to learn stuff that, you know, the other guys won't, yeah. won't figure out, won't yep. learn, you know, it's a massive amount of information that still allows you to fish the moment when it matters, it allows you to fish the moment and it allows you to fish the moment when it matters. Yep. Because what does it matter if you, some, you some, go and yeah. find a fish a week before right. or a month before? It doesn't matter because things are going to change. Right. That doesn't matter. So it allows me to know where everything is yep. and then fish the moment at that point in time. And just let the fish and here's, where to go. here's the other great thing about it. You can even know having all that information, if things go south, you can change on the fly. 
So like, you know, just an example from this last term I fished uh, on, uh, on Santee, I was so dialed in this area on this eelgrass pattern. And Riz, I knew where every little key corner of that eelgrass was at. I knew where every ditch ran. I knew everything. But when I felt that eelgrass go away, I was able to just zoom out and be like, oh yeah, but there's a brush pile over here that I found. Go over there, throw a drop shot, boom, catch my fifth keeper, 14-incher. Settles me down, get back to the grass, boom, catch a six-pounder. You know what I mean? So this system's not only giving you the right pattern for that moment, but it's giving you the ability to let go and go fish other stuff, right. which is really good, man. Do really you, good. Are you on your trolling motor as well? Will wants to know. Um, so at times when I get into a really key area, I have dropped my trolling motor. Uh, you know, more often than not, when I'm on my trolling motor, it's when I'm looking for visual clues with my eyes. This is the other thing that's important, guys. So this work that I'm doing is not just with those units, but it's with my freaking eyes too, dude with my eyes right so you're out there idling you're on a flat man you're not seeing nothing but like you look and you're like squinting and you're like what is is that is that a bird is that a turtle and it's a stop it's just one little stick that comes up that's you know the size of a baseball bat but it's it's anchored to the bottom dude i idle over there i run the freaking thing i drop my trolling motor run the freaking thing over and drop a waypoint on it you know what i mean or i'm up shallow and i'm visually looking for isolated grass clumps i use my trolling motor but i would say 75 percent of the time this work is on uh on the outboard yep. is when the outboard's running at the console at the console yeah yeah so you don't use any underwater cameras or anything to help i'm not using I, I think i think if you're watching this and listening to this i think you could develop this system even further i think like an aqua mm-hmm. uh, with with more time and with better tools you could advance this system Right. So like if I had, you know, the other thing too, for me, three days, two, three days is the number because it's all the time I have. Right. Right. So I'm working on this very limited schedule. But if I had five or six days, I would love to drop a camera down and get a real good view of it. And I could add notes right to my unit. I could click on that waypoint. I could add notes to the waypoint. I could write, you know, if you're old school, you could actually write notes. So I think you could take this system and make it even better. But this is the system that I have that's working for me with my schedule with three days. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got, I've got these quick little two, three days hits and then I got to go, you know. We actually have a ton of subscribers that don't have graphs. What recommendations yeah. would you use for them? Yeah. So uh, anglers watching, listening, if you're bank angler, John boat, canoe, kayak, whatever, uh, there, there's some things and it's it's about learning. It's about making notes. Uh, you know, the one thing I would recommend is if you don't have a graph, you don't ever want to own a graph. I'd recommend getting, this is going to sound ridiculous, but a marker buoy, a handheld GPS, a way to identify that spot. At the very least, write notes to be able to go back and triangulate that spot, you know? Like the old thing I used to do, it's like, you know, you'd line up, oh, there's an oak tree and you have to line it up with the back door of the house and, you know, to learn that cast or that spot. But the other things hold true, which is you're not eliminating anything, right? You're fishing from the bank out to 20 feet. You're identifying where everything's at. A lot of it's you're going to do with your eyes. A lot of it you're going to do with the bait. And before graphs ever got good, you know, that's why I was saying this system's old, but it's new. Because I was doing this before I even had graphs. Like, like before I ever had my first Lowrance, I was doing this, but I was doing it with the bait. Right. 
You know, so like you're reeling, you're reeling a crankbait. You're reeling, you're reeling, you're, you're going down the bank. You're not, you're not catching anything. You're not, but all of a sudden, what's that? You reeled in, got a clump of coontail on there. Huh. You know, the next five casts, you get coontail and then you keep casting. There's no, you know, so you're using the bait to identify those areas. And remember, change, change. I don't care if you have a depth finder or not. If you find areas that are different, that are change, a rise, a drop, something different. That's where the fish are going to be. Fish are almost never on an area that has no unique feature to it at all. Right. They're almost always on something that's unique. Right. An area change. Yeah. Eric would like to know, yeah, with, Eric. with this system, how has your technique slash lure section changed over the last year? Do you still carry a panic box? And what is your go-to bait if you absolutely need it? Yeah. Great, great, great question. So, um, you know, my, the way that I'm carrying lures and utilizing lures has not changed. So I'm still, I'm the guy that carries a lot of stuff. I'm the guy that carries lures that can cover zero to 30 foot. I'm the guy that covers, uh, carries finesse, finesse and power fishing baits. That's how I categorize the two. But at the same breath this year, you always want to fish toward a pattern that, uh, suits your style that fits your strengths. And I've been doing that a lot better this year. And, you know, uh, you, you know, let me just, I just tell to you, you ready? Here it goes. I'm not a very good sight fisherman, right? I'm not a very good sight fisherman. So in these last two or three events, there were a lot of spawning fish, right? I elected to not fish that because I'm better at pre and post spawn fish. And right. so that's helped me. Because I'm not wasting time doing something that I don't love to do. Right. Now, if I'm out there fishing the moment and it's the only thing I got going, yes, of course, you're going to yeah. go do that. But I've really been trying to utilize baits and techniques that that I that I'd like to do that fit my style. Right. So crankbait has been a giant player for me this year. Uh, chatterbait has been a there's, – there's a look at one Dude. that is absolutely mauled. <laughs> uh, uh, chatterbait, power fishing techniques have been really big for me this year. Yeah. Finesse, which is my second love. Dude, at Okeechobee, a freaking wacky rig on a spinning rod saved me at Okeechobee yeah. in a place where everybody's big lining them. So, you know, I'm I'm carrying a lot of stuff because at the end of the day, and this is the great thing if you're a BU subscriber, you're, you're going to be able to really dig into these different baits and tools and techniques. But I'm looking at my spectrum of baits and saying, what's the best tool for this eelgrass that's in four to six feet of water? Mm -hmm. What's the best tool for this blueback herring bite that's gone on on points that have rib rock on them. What's the best tool for this ditch that runs alongside of this reed point heading into the spawning bay, right? Like I'm, I'm trying to look at my body of lures and saying, what's the best tool? That's really what you need to do, you know? But if you can fish toward your strengths, God do it. Cause it's just, it ups your level of confidence, you know? Yeah. Stevie would like to know, yeah, Stevie. how do you use this method for giant tidal places like the Sabine? Yeah, giant uh, tidal places like Sabine, the bigger the place, you know, the, the more the task seems daunting. But um, I'm going to utilize it the same way. Uh, fishing a giant tidal system, you cannot fish the whole entire place. So, you know, I'm going to break the Sabine down into two or three areas, right? That's my magic number, two or three areas. I'm not going to try to fish six, seven areas of the Sabine. I'm not going to try to go to Houston and then go to the border of Louisiana, and then go to Taylor's 
Taylor's Creek. I'm not going to try to do it all. I'm going to pick a couple, two, three areas, and I'm going to concentrate on those areas, right? But in that area, I'm going to know where everything's at, right? I'm going to know, man, are they on undercut, you know, are they on undercut banks? I know where the undercut banks are. Are they scattered pads? Where are scattered pads? I know where scattered pads. I know where everything's at with this system. Mm -hmm. And within that area, you know, I'm, I'm going to figure those fish out. So I'm not getting overwhelmed by the fishery. You know, I'm fishing smaller areas. But in those smaller areas, I'm identifying every different piece of whatever they could be on. Right. Different structure, different cover, where it's located, how it's set up. I've got it all. It's right. in my book. I just pulled my book out. Here's my book. You know. I know. It's there, you know. It's there. Shave, it's, it's shaving a lot of time for me, man. Uh, that, that, that's a big thing, you know. It's shaving a lot of time. Right. Um, it's, it's shaving. Keeping, it's keeping you inside your strengths. It's keeping me inside my strengths. And, and you know. Some, I feel like sometimes one of the worst things we can do as tournament fishermen is damage our confidence in an area when really there was no reason to. Like, like in, in a pre-practice type of setting right like you can go into an area and not get bit in there and it's just because the time of the year is wrong right but when you go back you're 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 gonna think about that area in a right. different way yeah because you didn't get bit in yeah there. and it just sometimes like sometimes it's better to not fish in an area and just just know what it has to offer yeah and then when it matters yeah that's when you can apply yeah and it. here and here's the thing i, I, I do want to stress this uh, two things the one is this is a system that's really worked for the way that my mind operates right so right. I, I i'm never going to say like this is the perfect system like yeah. this isn't for everyone a lot of guys john cox is a great example has his own system and dude you cannot deny the success of that right and it's totally different than my system sure. but but my yeah. system for me I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I've anxiety ridden. I'm a bit of a weird freak. I got is issues and I get overwhelmed very easily. Right. And this has helped me with that. It's calmed yeah. me down. When yeah. I get there, dude, I know where the gas station's at. I know where the ramps are at. I know every, like I get there. I'm like, yeah, cool. I'm, I'm dialed already. I'm, you know, I'm just going, now I just have to find what the fish are doing for this right. moment in time. Yeah. Everything else is eat, done. That's so awesome. it's working, it, you know, it's, it's, it's working for me. And here's the second part to this. And it, it, this is, this will bring it full circle for you guys. It gets back to that, uh, strategy change of my mindset. When last year I was fishing for home runs every time right. winning fish, big fish this year, listen to me, you ready this year, this system helps me find groups of fish mm. in an area, right? Groups of fish in an area. Pete said it, right? When you find a group of fish, dude, you're going to catch enough fish to make the top 50, right? Because it's a group of fish. They ain't gone nowhere. I'm not, I'm not catching sink. Like these are areas that I'm identifying that the fish live in this area. And the fish live in this area, they're on grass. I know where the grass is at. They're on rock. They're on wood. What are they on? I know where that's at. And those fish aren't leaving. Those fish are. So I'm fishing for groups of fish. And man, it's helped me stay in that top 50 every, every event, you know? And I honestly feel like that if you do that enough, you're going to have a chance to win. Oh yeah. You know, okay. uh, the you potential for me to win, times. the potential for me to win was there at three of the four events this year, yeah. especially Murray and Seminole. I had the potential to win Absolutely. and fishing for groups of fish, not yep. fishing for winning fish, fishing for groups of fish. Yeah. Very important. There's a lot to, lot to, to, to digest there. That was, uh, that was awesome.
Any mm. more questions, Josh? Uh, no, I mean, this I'm is... I'm like, I can't even speak. I'm like, I'm not going <laughs> back, so... <laughs> I think that's everyone based on the message board right now is just they're, yeah. They're well, here's the, other, here's the other thing. When I retire, I, I you know I had planned on retiring earlier, but I think I'm going to go down on about sixty or sixty five. After I retire, if you guys are interested, keep up on my website, and I'll be selling these waypoints, all of them, but not till I'm, <laughs> not till I'm like sixty five. So if you're interested in buying any of these chips, uh, keep in touch with me for the next fifteen years. So that's we'll funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is totally separate, but I really did want to ask this question for our subscriber that that is here every tu every Tuesday. Uh, his name is Tuck, and he is fishing the high school world championship in June on the Mississippi River in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Yep. Do you have any tips for him? Yeah. When is he fishing? What time of the year? Uh, June. Oh yeah, uh, Mississippi River, La Crosse, Wisconsin in June. Man, what a great river! That's a that's a place that is so loaded with fish. It's got largemouth and smallmouth. So. Uh, in June, uh, you know, in my mind, in June on the Mississippi River, you have fish that are coming from the spawn, coming from the spawn. So definitely going to be more of a uh, post-spawn bite. I'm looking for uh, areas that are, you know, near the spawning ground. So, you know, those backwaters are, are going to be really key. Now, whether the fish are still in the backwaters or they're just coming out of the backwaters. They're the kind of areas I'm looking for. The other thing I want to tell you about the Mississippi River in June is this. You ready for this? Water level. Just like Pete's dealing with a Kerr Reservoir right now, water level is everything. And when that water is high on the Mississippi River, I want to be up. I want to be throwing, you know, up in the stuff. I want to be frogging, flipping. I want to be out and, uh, and up in the, in the backwaters. But if in June... That water level is low. I don't want to be up and in the backwaters. I want to be out. And I'm more prone to start heading toward the main channel if that water's low. And rock jetties, uh, sandbars, ends of sandbars, places that as the water drops, the fish sort of get sucked out to. So uh, post-spawn fish, the water's high, get up there, frogging, flipping, the water's low. Out more on the main drag, uh, Carolina rigging, cranking, stuff like that. So there's a good tip. One last thing I want to tell you about the system, and then I'm done. And it's if anybody's you're done until we do a full seminar. Yeah, until we do a full <laughs> seminar. Uh if you're watching this uh and and you're aspiring to fish professionally, or if you know, whatever, or if you're a I know we have a lot of kids watching, high school kids, college kids watching and listening to this podcast. I want to tell you this, and it, it connects to this system, is get your, th this system allows you to get your own dots. Learn to make right. your own dots. Make your dots. Get your own dots. Don't take dots, okay? Don't take the easy way out. Dude, everybody wants to give you dots. You got a buddy who wants to send you dots, blue dots. Don't take them dots. Go make your own dots. Dude, that's how you become a better fisherman. Go work for your own dots. Go lay your own dots down. It's going to make you better, dude. You get into that rhythm of laying your own dots down, of, of creating them yourself. Don't get in the habit of taking dots. Don't do that, man. Make your own dots. Great advice. Yeah. Um, just to touch on kids fishing, I wanted to talk about the Ike Foundation a little bit oh, with yeah. you. Um, we're really excited because on May 20th, we are going to do our Ike's Tournament Trail. 
Um, and if you're a kid and you want to learn how to fish or you already know how to fish, this is great for you. Oh, we yeah. will, we'll pair you up with a boat captain. We'll take you out. Good outlet. We'll teach yeah. you. It, it's great. The I foundation is great for this. Um, and if you are not a kid and you're adult and you want to help the I foundation, we are going to be doing our annual pro-am on the Chesapeake Bay on June 10th. Yes. Head over there, sign up. You could win a Bass Cat boat, yep. a Yamaha motor. We have power poles. We have, we have cash prizes so many prizes and and the best part about it is is your donation will get kids fishing in the outdoors so yep. i just yep. wanted to touch on that real quick so yep. we'll yeah. see you Super see you at those important. events yeah it's very exciting and of course chesapeake bay riz time of the year i think it's uh i, I went back and looked it's like june 10th or something yeah, right june 10th. Mm -hmm. yep. great time of year to be there that's going to be rocking uh yeah. if you live in this tri-state area you got to go fish that event for a boat and motor uh and then the kids tournaments man schedule's good this year it is schedule's really good like, like the we, lums pond event. lums pond away, is our um, first one in you're may giving, you're giving out tackle packs we do we do yeah. and rods and and some gift cards to some winners tackle pack too yeah. oh yeah it is. yeah so definitely man if you know a kid that needs to he wants to go fishing or you know needs a way to go fishing you know we've got the boats there so sign them up it'll be it'll be a good time for sure so yeah yeah definitely if, and if you want to learn more, just go to the ikefoundation.org and it's all right there. Awesome. Epic mm. Eric said, go Ike Foundation. It's a great event. We hope sure to see is. you there, Eric. Heck yeah. We ready to give some stuff away, John? Yeah, let's get some stuff away, man. We, we got, are. We got prizes here. Look at so these prizes. So how about we do the like and share and then go to break and then we'll come back with a trivia question? Or do you have the trivia question ready? I have ready? the trivia questions ready to go. If we can, we so can probably doing, just roll right into them. We're doing two or one. We do two. All right. We'll do, so we'll do two since, since Mike and Pete are both Rapala guys, we wanted to um, share the Rapala wealth and do two trivia questions yep. today. Ooh. Um, ooh, so ooh, ooh. while you you pull the trivia questions okay. and I'll pull the like and share. Winner. Okay. Awesome. All right. So our first trivia question um, is going to be related to uh, Mike's pre-practice system. And the question is, he uses unique color-coded symbols for the findings <laughs> in his pre-practice i need to know what are the color-coded symbols for bank grass wood and rock i know <laughs> <laughs> what are the color-coded symbols for bank grass I wrote wood them down. and rock <laughs> and guys i need you to label them in the answer bank grass wood and rock um label each one and uh, it's got to be in the same text. Don't don't send it to me in nine different messages. Put it all in the same one. And uh, like I see, I see some good answers coming in, but they're all all spread out. It's got to be in the same text, guys. Bank grass, wood, and rock. What are the symbols? There you go. Oh wow! You guys are scrambling right now to yeah. write. They're typing as fast as they can. They're breaking fingernails. Do, 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 do. They got to go get a manicure now tomorrow because their fingernails cracked. All the way to the quick. I want to give a shout out to Miguel. He's watching from Portugal. Yo, Miguel. And we do have a like and share winner. Our like and share winner is Sean Forrest. Sean Forrest, send me an email and I will get you the missile baits. That is correct. Congrats, Sean. Somebody was close. Congrats, Sean, on the like and share. Congrats, Sean. Heck yeah. Oh, we got so many guys close. All right. Come on. <sighs> You do? Let me see. I'll tell you if it's the right one. I'm no, that's some, wrong. I'm seeing some that are close, but they're not they're not exact. 
They're oh okay. Hold on. No, no. I mean that's Paulie's, pretty close. Which one? Uh, yeah. He's close, but that's not. It's not exact. I I know what you yeah, said. Yeah, I know what I said, but they're close. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Paulie B. Paulie B. B. Got it in right. Yo, Paulie. Green money sign for grass. Yes. Yellow caution for rock. Yes. Red X for wood. There you have it. Yo, Paulie. <laughs> Paulie nice got Pauly it. Batters. Paulie in the house. Good. Send me an email. The Good work. Good work. Good Paulie, work, Paulie. you got some Rapala um, stuff coming your way. All right. Paulie. Next, next question for the Rapala is during Pete's interview, we yep. talked about what the current water level was on Kerr Lake Bugs Island. Ooh. I even flashed a, a Kerr Lake water level screen up with the exact uh, with the exact water level. So what is the water level on Kerr Lake right now? Hmm. That's going to be the next one. Okay. Answers are flying in. Not seeing it right yet, though, but we're getting close. Oh, Mitch got it. 303.6. That means the water is in the bushes. 3036. 303.6. Water's in the bushes. That's correct. Right. This was a great show, and we're really, really happy that you were able to be our host today. Oh, it was yeah. awesome. It was nice being back. Yeah. I appreciate you guys having me, and I'm glad I could share that. I hope it helps. Maybe it helps some people. Yep. And uh, it was it was fun. I had a lot of fun talking about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. All right. Did we uh, we gave away the like and share? We sure did. Mike, thanks for joining us again. You got yeah. it. Yeah. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, yeah. Thanks to Pete Glusick for taking some time out. I wouldn't have done that because I'm paranoid about using every minute of practice. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we love our dean for taking yep. some time out and uh, appreciate you guys for watching. Uh, before we go to uh, just a reminder, three new pieces of content a week. Is that right? That's right. I'm we still blown away new, by that because that's incredible. Sign up, man. If you're watching this and you're not a subscriber, you're listening to this, you're not a subscriber. Dude, this helps. You heard me talk about the research. This is a form of research, right? You know, you go into a place, you know, flipping's going to be a pattern. You know, shallow water tactics is going to be a pattern. You got to hear this hacking seminar. You have to. Yep. It's it's critical. So sign up. Uh, it's, a, it's a great program. And uh, how, how do they sign up again? Go Website? to bashu.tv. Bashu.tv. There you have it. Guys, appreciate you watching. Hope you had a good time. And we'll see you next week for another one, for another show. So bye, bye. everybody. See ya.